anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you are having a blessed day. This episode is brought to you by McNeese Construction. There is no job too big or too small. Just give them a call. If you would like to support us, you can do so at www.paypal.me slash Studio. And finally, Yappy Studio has opened a store for you to purchase some really cool items for you, your family, and even your pets. Check it out at www.7.surf. That's S-E, the number 7, E-N, dot surf. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're having a blessed day. I'm getting so many emails about what's going on, the food shortages. Some people are still not believing it. They're in doubt, especially where I live, because we're not struggling with a lot of stuff that the rest of our country is yet. And I say yet. I see minor changes here and there, but it's not enough right here in South Louisiana that people are really picking up what everyone's trying to put down for them. I'm getting emails from all over the USA, and I know this isn't just here. I know it's global, but I'm in South Louisiana, and most of my emails about this is coming from other parts of the United States where they are having major, major shortages. And I do get emails from the shortages around the world. But the reason I focus on the United States is because I'm more familiar with the United States. I've lived here over 50 plus years. And I have never, ever, ever seen what's going on like this. We've always had people that are poor, can't make ends meet. But the government's always been able to step in or other people have had the money to be able to help them and so forth. That's no longer the case anymore. The government that is still helping a little bit isn't doing what they used to do. And so those people are starting to suffer a little more and be like, what's going on? And the others who don't get that aid, it's hitting their pocketbook. Pretty bad. Now, I'm going to tell you what. We may not have a lot of shortage right here where I'm at yet, but we do have a lot of rising cost in our groceries. And every single week, a few things are going up more and more and more. Like the Dollar Tree, where everything used to be a dollar. Now, nothing is a dollar at the Dollar Tree. Five and below, you might as well call it five and up. That's how bad things are getting. I'm to the point where I've already warned people 
I'm no longer warning anyone anymore because I don't have time. My husband and I are not lifelong preppers. We're new to this. We haven't been doing this very long. And I would never have ever considered myself a prepper ever. And it's not that things are bad here yet. It's because I see it coming. And fortunately for me, my husband saw it coming sooner than I did. He tried to warn me over a year ago, and I didn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I see it around the world, but not here in the USA. Now I'm a big believer. I know it's coming, and I'm praying. I'm really praying that things get fixed before they get as bad as they say they're going to be. I really hope they don't get that bad. But I'm looking at the loss of the cattle, the loss of the poultry, now loss of uh, fish. I'm seeing the loss of all the factories that produce the, the food. They're burning down or they're just all kinds of things are happening. And it's can't be a coincidence. I just don't think so. I really don't believe all of this happening at one time is a coincidence. Now, I'm not going to go into why it's happening because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you believe why it's purposely being done. That doesn't matter. All you need to know is that it's happening and you want to survive it. Now, I'm fortunate enough that when I was growing up, my dad took us camping all the time. And I disliked it so badly. I was like, why on your time off do you want to go live in the woods and live harder than you actually live at home? I wanted to go to the hotels and swim in the pools and, and do all that, you know, be spoiled eating out. But no, my dad thought it was great camping. And now I am so appreciative that we did that because there are things that I can do now if I have to because I've already experienced it. I already know certain things. I also have a husband that ex-military. So there's a lot that he's teaching me on survival skills. Why? Right now we have power, we have electricity. But living in South Louisiana, I've lived through Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Ida, and all the ones in between. And I know that I can live for a whole month without electricity and be comfortable because I've had to do it. And each time it happened, I'm like, oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. So I've done it so many times that I pretty much think that if I had to do it again, I'm even better than last time. Food-wise, the same thing. In South Louisiana, June 1st begins hurricane season all the way up to November 1st. So you're always stocking up in the event of a hurricane and you have to stay in place and you can't go anywhere you want to know that you can eat, that you can take care of your family. Well, 
what if we don't lose power? You know, there's a lot of people say, well, what if we don't lose power? You know, you're stocking up on certain things for no reason. Well, no, I don't believe that. But I do see this happening. Even if the grid doesn't go down and you don't need to live off the grid due to a power failure, I do see utilities going up so much that people may be living off the grid because their lights got cut off, their gas got cut off, or maybe where they live, it's an all-electric place. You know, if you can't afford the bill, it doesn't matter if the grid goes down. Now you're in the dark, and you still need to provide for your family. You still need to know what to do and have a backup plan. And if you think that's not going to happen to you, I'm getting emails every single day about people about to lose their house, whether they own it or they rent it. They're having problems because everything's going up, including rent, utilities. What do you do? If you don't already live off the grid or you don't live in a rural area, if you live in a city, especially, where you are so dependent on stores, you're going to have a really hard time. There's people in the suburbs, they're going to have a hard time. But at least you might have a little space in your yard to start growing a garden. And it's hard. Let me tell you, I do not have a green thumb with vegetables and stuff like that. I've grown flowers and stuff, but this is a learning curve for me. You know, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to come up really quick, and it doesn't. And you have to wait and wait, and sometimes I feel like, oh, it's not going to come up. I messed up. And then all of a sudden, you know, here it is. It pops up. In some things, I am not good at growing at all. It's I'm still learning. And then some things are pretty easy. But it doesn't matter. I'm trying. And whatever I do have, I'll be able to provide. If you live somewhere where you could have one or two chickens, do it. Do it. Even two chickens is better than having no eggs at all. I just got an email where one dozen eggs is $10 where they are. Why? Because the store that buys the eggs they're paying $7 for a dozen. I don't want to have to pay that. You know, so if I can have chickens in my yard, I'm going to have chickens in my yard. And you can even have meat chickens. That way you don't have to worry about the price of chicken going up. And if you free range your chickens, you won't have to worry about buying the feed so much. I'm learning so much more because I feel like it's out of a necessity at this time in my life of what's going on. If you're interested in doing things like this, I don't have the knowledge of all the things that I'm learning, but I can tell you, I go to YouTube, I go to the internet, and I look for the people that have been doing this for years, and I learn from their mistakes so that I have a little bit easier time growing my food or getting chickens if I want to, or whatever it is I want to do, living off the grid. These people have been doing it. I'm going to go to them. 
There's something that came up on my Telegram, and that's another app that if you don't know what it is, look for Telegram on your phone and get that app. A lot of great stuff is coming up about everything, things that people are going through throughout our country, even the world, and also helping you prep how to live off-grid, how to prep, all kinds of things. I want to read this to you. It says, Let us take a system of survival like power and apply the acronym PACE to it. P-A-C-E. P is for primary, the power grid. You currently use this, and it can supply all your needs if everything goes as it has been going. A, alternate, such as solar, solar panels. These are a full replacement of the primary form of power, like the grid, and with a few changes of lifestyle, can long-term provide for your needs. C, contingency, such as propane stove, lamps, heaters, etc. These will function while the solar panels are down for an unknown reason. It cannot work for more than a few days or weeks because you will quickly deplete the propane, and that is expensive. E is for emergency. Your truck or car, electrical plug-ins or kerosene lamps, stove, you get the idea. This is not ideal and cannot be used, but just for getting you back to the use of another form of power. Now, this is just a short example of how PACE can be applied to your own situation. Now, I live in the South, so while we do get cold winters, they're not very long, and they're usually not very super cold like up north. If we drop to 20 degrees here in Louisiana, it's never more than maybe a week. And that's a long time for us here. It usually gets to the 30s and 40s. And even then, that doesn't last a, a really long time until maybe January or February. So what would I do if I lost my power? Well, I can cook on propane. I do have woods behind my house, so if I needed to get some wood, I could. In fact, every time branches fall from the tree, I've actually been collecting it and storing it in a pile. I actually have a couple of piles in my yard now. I'm going to go over a few things. Okay, so for prepping, you can grow food. It's never too late to start. Start small. Start with simple things that are easy to grow. Now this summer, my husband and I did a banana tree and it's growing pretty good. We also um, are growing some okra, cantaloupe. Our tomatoes aren't doing well at all. We're growing watermelon, potatoes. I'm hearing potatoes are going to be very scarce and expensive very soon. And you can actually grow potatoes from potatoes you already have. Just let them sprout. I'm not good at this, so Google it. YouTube it. Learn how to do it. Another thing you can do with foods, collect canned goods. Every time you go to store, get as much as you can, especially with the prices going up. 
before I was saying, well, you know, get $10 worth of extra food. But the price goes up every week now. So what I would do is everything I would buy now, I would make sure it was something that I could use in an emergency, you know, because you could still use it now, but it's also preparing yourself. Learn to can. I've never canned before. We're learning to can. We're, we're learning to can food that we grow, and we're learning to can things that we buy. I'm starting to learn how to can meat. I haven't done it yet because I'm waiting on a couple of things to come in. Canning meat to me, at first, it sounds really gross. But if you think about it, you buy canned meat, right? So if you don't have a big freezer space or say you have a large freezer and it's already full, you may need to start canning meat. You know, don't stop buying it. Just find another way to store it. And you will need to keep it cool. It doesn't have to be in a freezer or refrigerator, but it still needs to be in a cool spot a cool pantry and with winter coming that'll help even if you have to put it outside somewhere you know we started buying things that will help us that we may not be able to buy anymore like tortillas now right now you can go out and buy tortillas where i'm at but i have flour i have cornmeal and i went ahead and bought a cast iron press that will help me make tortillas and other flat breads because I don't have the strength to sit there and press them. So the the heavier press works out for me. That was under $20. And it's something that I will have for a lifetime. And if I can't go buy it, now I can make it. I have the ingredients and I have the press. A rolling pin for people that don't normally cook, they eat out of the boxes and the packages. A rolling pin, or maybe you have a wine bottle. Save an empty wine bottle. Use that for a rolling pin. But start thinking of things, uh, can openers that aren't electric. Stuff that you can use that you're going to need if there's no power. And also things that you're going to need to prep food if you can't find it. Like a hand grinder for flour. You can buy flour, but you have to be able to store it appropriately so that it doesn't get weevils in it and stuff like that. You can't store flour long term in the paper bag that it comes in. So you have to learn how to do that. But you can also buy wheat berries. It's a little bit more expensive, but you get a lot more flour. Like one pound of these wheat berries that you grind for flour, one pound of wheat berries will give you one and a half pounds of flour. And wheat berries will last forever as long as you can store them in a container and they don't get wet. So a lot of times if you buy them in bulk, they will come in an airtight bucket. I know it's a little bit more expensive. They will last forever as long as they're taken care of appropriately and you will get more flour out of it than the flour that you're purchasing at the store. So Google how to store it, YouTube it. Maybe one day I'll talk about how I do it. Because you're going to need to grind the wheat berry, you're going to need a, a grinder. Well, if the grid goes down, an electric grinder won't work for you. So make sure you have a hand-powered grinder like our grandparents used to have. For water, be prepared for water. 
learn how to sterilize water. You can buy things, filters and stuff like that. Uh, keep bottled water stored. Learn how to store it in, in barrels long term without it getting algae and stuff in it. Again, you can YouTube it. You can Google it. What we learned from the last big bad storm we had, we had to go two days without water. It's the first time in my life I ever had no access to running water at home. Camping, I was prepared for that. At home, I was not. We have made adjustments so that should that happen again, we will be able to have our water and it be pure. We also, what we also did, and of course you need running water for this, but we added a reverse osmosis filter to our kitchen so that when it is running, we're getting our water more pure than if we didn't have it filtered out. And reverse osmosis filters are normally not that expensive. We bought ours a few years ago. We paid $200. We got the, the big tank. It came with the filters ready to use and it came with the little special tap that the water will come out of because it doesn't come out of your regular faucet. You'll get a separate smaller faucet. Don't worry if you don't have another spot on your sink. If you have a soap, a hole for your soap pump, just take that out and replace it with that. You know, I hated losing my soap but I'd much rather have the reverse osmosis tap than the soap. So that was an easy fix for me. I was willing to give that up. For electricity, get solar-powered items, batteries, hand crank items. You know, it'll make things so much easier for you. For heating and cooking, keep propane nearby. Keep wood. We, Like I said, we have a wooded area behind our house, so therefore... When branches and, and stuff and actually Ida took down a couple of trees we didn't hire someone to come clear it out for us we left it we said you know what we might need that we might be we were gonna cut the tree up and make little stools out of them you know around a little campfire but we didn't do that yet and I'm like guess what we can use that wood if we lose power for whatever reason, whether the grid goes down or we can't pay our bill. We don't know what's going to happen. Communication. So many people rely on cell phones today that they don't even have landlines anymore. Now, I learned through Katrina to keep my landline. So we have a landline as well as a cell phone. But still, the grid goes down. What do you do? Well, with my husband being a trucker, we have a CB. I know people laugh, oh, nobody uses CBs anymore. You'll be surprised. There's quite a few people out there still using CBs, at least where we are. Maybe not where you are, or maybe there is, and you're just not familiar with it because you don't use a CB. Also, there's GMRS radios and ham radios that you could use. Now, ham operating radios take a special license. It can take you possibly 18 months to get that license. You may not be interested in that. I know I'm not interested in it, 
But I will tell you that ham operators, there's more ham operators out there worldwide. So you have a lot more people to communicate with. There's more repeaters for that. But GMRS is getting pretty big too for people like me who don't want to be a ham operator. My father was, and God bless him, that was his thing. He loved that kind of stuff. I'm not interested in it. And he was even very, very proficient in Morse code. Today, you don't need to take a test for Morse code to be a ham operator. But it's pretty cool to know if you can, because on the GMRS radios, which you do not need to take a test to have, all you have to do is pay a fee. It used to be $70. We got ours this year. We only paid $35. What's great about the license is you only need one license. That means one fee of $35 for your entire family. Not just your immediate family, your entire family. My $35 fee covers my children and my grandchildren, and one day, my great-grandchildren. All they need to do now is have a GMRS radio and use our call sign. Now, the good thing about a GMRS radio is, depending on the radio that you have, now, the radios that my husband and I got, we can still go by channels. GMRS uses channels. Ham operators use frequencies. We can use our radio for listening to the frequencies of the ham operators. We can still listen in and see what's going on, which is cool. Because like I said, there's more ham operators at this moment than GMRS operators. So we could still get the information they're putting out legally by listening. We just can't communicate with them without breaking the regulations. So if you do get a radio, a GMRS radio, get the license, of course, so that you're not breaking any regulations and get a radio if you can afford it where it's not just GMRS channels. Now we'll tell you if you're new to this, having the simplest radio that's just GMRS channels is gonna be the easiest for you to learn. Because there is a learning curve. The more that your radio can do, the more you have to learn about it. And there is a learning curve. But because we got it for if the grid goes down or our cell phones go down, we want to also be able to hear what the ham operators are saying out there. We know we can't communicate with them, but we can at least hear them and know what's going on. I don't know anything about MERS. I do know that FRS is family radio service, and that's like those handheld walkie-talkies. You do not need a license for that, but you cannot communicate legally. I don't even think they pick up GMRS. I don't know. But you wouldn't be able to communicate with me legally. Pay the $35 if you can. Get the GMRS. And if you are interested in ham operating, do that, you know. But meanwhile, at least you can listen to the ham operators before you get your license. So that's basically what I wanted to cover today. I want to talk, I guess I'm going to be talking a lot more about 
things you can do off grid and stuff like that as I learn and the questions come in. And I really, really appreciate those people that are doing this for so long that you can give me advice that I can pass on. Just try to go to Telegram, look for channels like Off the Grid, go to YouTube, they got Off the Grid, they got Preppers. I'm not a, I don't consider myself a prepper, but I'm learning so much from the prepper YouTube uh, channels because they've been doing it for so long, they will come up with things that I never thought of, you know, so you don't have to be a prepper to learn from them. Write me, let me know what are you doing, what are you seeing, ideas that you have, and maybe I'll talk more about it to help people out with what I do know. And then if I'm lacking in something that I'm talking about, you can fill it in and say, hey, did you think about this? Or you can add this instead, or you can do this as well. I really hope this helps y'all. Don't panic. Because God has this. No matter, no matter how bad things are, you pray. Please, never stop praying. Talk to God. Get to know Him more than ever. And pray. Pray. I don't just pray for us. I pray for my neighbors, even the ones I don't know. Even if I have some I don't like, I pray for my neighborhood, I pray for my parish, I pray for my state, and I pray for my country. And of course, I pray for everyone around the globe because I don't want to see anybody lose their life because of stress or they didn't prepare. So don't give up and understand that God has this and we will come out ahead Thank you for listening, and God bless. Don't forget, you can read all the information discussed in our podcast by going to www.yappistudio.blogspot.com. Be sure to check out our show notes below, where you can donate to support us, shop at our store, check out our references, and see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless. (music) 